Welcome to our Crypto's Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. Our guest today is Noble Chacon. He is a tech and real estate entrepreneur, keynote presenter, author, accredited investor journal publisher with 17,000 connections on LinkedIn. Noble, welcome to our show. Hey, thanks, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing phenomenal. So I, I love it that we can vibe prior to the interview. And I'm hearing a lot of knowledge and insight into you, not just with business, with other things, but let's just talk about business and talk about investing because I get a lot of people approaching me because I wrote a book a few years back about networking with billionaires and executives. And so people know that, okay, Chris seems to be good at networking, but I get approached a lot looking for investors. And so since mm -hmm. you're an expert in that, what should you tell a startup, a business owner that might need investors? What, should you, what would you tell them? Just like break it down because I get approached so many times and I'm like, dude, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's, and it's unfortunate, right? Because you want to help them, but the thing is you get inundated. So it's not, you know, and people think it's, that you're coming off rude. Uh, when you're really just trying to be sincere, right? That you can't go around pitching your friends and acquaintances all the time, other people's projects. And so, you know, my background, I left home at 17. And when I, about six months in, I became an apprentice to a gold dealer. And from there, I got my license as a commodities broker. It's probably one of the youngest commodities brokers in the U.S. at 19. And for 20, over 20 years of my career, uh, I've owned brokerage firms. I've been a trader. I ran my own hedge fund. And when I retired from my hedge fund, I went out to start talking to people like you. I went to angel investors and talking to uh, angel networks and seed investor and startup groups uh, because I really wanted to understand what the ecosystem was like for startups. And to be frank, it's just dismal uh, in the way that it's really, and I tell people this all the time, it's almost like you're going to uh, barons and counts looking for a sponsor or patron to support you. It's, it's just this kind of weird uh, fealty system that's out there for startups to find capital, especially once they get past their friends and family round. And it's weird because uh, when I started out in the brokerage industry, we did it really simple. You know, we got a stack of leads we call 250, 300 investors directly. And uh, by two weeks, by the end of you know, two weeks, we'd have investments you know, into our portfolio and we'd be building assets under management. So, so, so hold, been, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, I want to start you on that point because again, we have so many guests that unpack this amazing, these amazing gems that I don't want you to gloss over that point. So I was just in Davos in January where they have the World Economic Forum and I got to meet Stephen Schwartzman. And Stephen Schwartzman, for those of you who may or may not know, he's one mm -hmm. of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. He wrote a book called Whatever It Takes, but in his book, he did the same thing as you did, meaning he leaves his cush job at, I think it was Lehman Brothers with his mm -hmm. mentor, Pete Peterson, and they come out and they're on their own. And so they have to literally pitch themselves. So they're literally calling hundreds of people. But mm -hmm. I want to stress that the listeners, don't come to an investor when you just have an idea. You want to just hustle like Noble's doing where you have to call over and over and over again because that's really how you become successful. So I want to, you know, before you gloss over that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, and I, I hate to gloss. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I'm glad you brought it up because I hate to gloss over that point because it, but because it just became a natural part of our lives when we were in the brokerage industry, right? So I, when I started off, I'd been at Smith Barney, uh, which is no longer around, uh, a distance. I, uh, 
has assistants at Lehman Brothers. So it's just kind of interesting when you're uh, in that whole space and then in the private placement arena. And then I work with places like Alaron and Refco, places that no longer exist. Uh, but the reality is we they, there was a formula that was already followed. And when I got into this space, because I started a, uh, a, I got a patent on augmented reality and, and in the tech world, you know, I hired, you know, uh, I hired one of the uh, top attorneys, Perkins and Cooey, to work with us to introduce, to introduce us to Silicon Valley investors. We joined a couple of accelerators and incubators. And it, it, that whole ecosystem uh, is kind of broken for anybody who really wants to succeed. And so what I did was I turned around and I said, you know, I've already done this before. I've done it in my whole life. And so we actually set up an office uh, in the Philippines where we have 12 uh, dialers who call 800 to 1200 uh, accredited investors to pitch them on private placements daily. And we produce anywhere Let's talk about from private placements. What does that mean? Just so that our listeners know. So private placement is when you sell your stock uh, and you get an exemption through the sec and there's a lot of different formats you can do it in. You can do it as a reg a, uh, to raise anywhere from 20, 50 million or a reg D and under reg D, there's a lot of different formats under there too. So uh, there's the crowdfunding and uh, you know reg reg well, let, let, let's, let's talk about more specific. Um, let's talk about basics, frankly, because you're you're mm -hmm. more of a seasoned individual, and I want all of our listeners to to not just have this go over their head. So like the most basic is this: When should a person even seek an investor? In your opinion, I believe someone should seek an investor the moment they have the idea. And really. Oh yeah, absolutely. I believe that what, what most people fail at is failing to realize that they need money long before they even begin to execute. And well, so me, they end up burning through all their own cash to get started. Yeah. Well, let me push back on that because I get approached so many times where they ask me these things and I just ask them about three questions and I can already tell like their ideas, like I shouldn't say horrible, but it's like, there's, there's so many ideas. Because in the online world, Noble, here's the thing. In the online world, I don't know if people realize that, let's say there's a guy named Russell Brunson, and he mm -hmm. has a company called ClickFunnels. And this mm -hmm. guy has like cleared $100 million in, I think, three or four years with no, with no external investor. And so what I'm saying is in the online world, I don't think people in the real, quote unquote, startup world realize how, how impactful and income generating real money, as opposed to raising money, you can do online. So when I get approached now, I just look at their idea and I just don't feel like they've spent much thought on that. So I'm so, so I, I, so I hear what you're saying and they, and don't get me wrong. I don't disagree that people like they hate their me. jobs. Noble. They say, oh, I have this idea. Well, it's Michael Gerber all over again, right? Michael Gerber said it in the e-myth. I don't know if you ever read that book and he says, what happens is most entrepreneurs are really technicians who end up having an entrepreneurial seizure and they don't, don't <laughs> take all the steps necessary to yeah. create every single step of the way. So when I say the idea, understand that I'm saying not to pursue the money at the idea solely, but actually flesh the idea out. When you draft a private placement, you're creating a business plan, you're creating a document. And I believe that it doesn't have to be in full effect of operations in order for you to generate capital or to bring in investors to help build your business. But you have to put the thought in the board plan to develop it. You can't just go off willy nilly. And that's really where the separation is. If you're willing to put pen to paper and you're willing to get started, 
then that becomes a different. But I think at the ideation stage, you don't have to be a hundred million. Russell Branson yeah, yeah, built his yeah, concepts yeah. off of optimized press. I was using optimized yeah. press. I've been an online marketer for years. Yeah, so yeah. optimized press, I, you know, there's a lot other, I, other products and software out there that he then emailed and targeted those people. And that's part of your business plan as part of your development. Yeah, but I think yeah. that at the ideation stage, it's if you can sit down and make a comprehensive business plan, uh, and it doesn't have to be a hundred pages of, of nonsense, but really do a strong SWOT analysis of what you have to offer. Look yeah, at your well, strengths. Again, 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 so I want to, I want to break it down because I don't know. <laughs> I never assume, nor do I want to assume what people know, don't know. Right. But, but now Absolutely. it makes more sense because when you talk about ideas, it's one thing, but when we have business plans, it's different because then you do have to flesh out your ideas. You have to think about what the market cap, what the market is, what the potential is, who your team is, and even SWAT. Exactly. Like, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, opportunities so, and threats. These, yep. these are basic business terms, but I just want our listeners to know that it's important oh, to have not just an idea because when you first said idea, I'm like, yeah, but when you talk about business, okay, now it's more fleshed out, but. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think I've seen people raise money literally based off of their SWOT analysis alone. And that's what I mean by ideas. Yeah. The, no, the yeah, idea yeah. is to take, take your idea. And if you believe in your idea strong enough and you're willing to put the energy and effort to create even just the basic document to create a true pitch deck, understand what your problem solution set is. Those are things that become core. You know, I just uh, became uh, on the board of advisors for uh, an accelerator here in downtown LA. Uh, I'm accelerator and we're building a fund around it. And there's some people who will fit in that fund. And there's some people who, like you just said, well, we're saying, look, if you really want to raise the capital, uh, you're not at the stage where we'll be able to fund you or bring you onto accelerator. But how about this? We'll go ahead, show you how to create your deck. We'll show you how to build your business plan. And if you go ahead and hire us, we'll go ahead and set up the call center for you to start learning how to pitch investors. That's another problem yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know the process of pitching investors. And part <laughs> of that is because they haven't in. talked to enough. <laughs> yeah. And they just don't know basic communication skills. I, I was literally mm -hmm. speaking at a global conference in Saudi Arabia in November. And this is where Bill Gates has spoken. This is where J.B. Mm -hmm. Strava, the co-founder of Tesla. And they, they had 100,000 entrants when we saw the top 10. I'm like, even the top 10, I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy has poor bodily. I was, it was unfortunate. But anyway, we're, we're pretty much done with our, <laughs> our interview. But I want to just summarize the single most important point that Noble mentioned, which is if you want to be an entrepreneur, you have to really want it. And it's not just two calls or three calls. It's 200 or 300. Because every single person that I've known, whether Noble, Steven Schwartzman, or Christopher Kai, we get at it. And if you oh, don't yeah. have that, you have to have someone else get that. Because if you don't, it's not just two, three, four. No, it's like I've been rejected thousands of times and I love it because it's like a hurdle that you jump over again. So Noble, thanks so much for being on this podcast. Hey, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate yeah. it, Christopher. How can our guests stay in touch with you and learn more about what you do? Oh, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. Just reach out to me on LinkedIn. You know, awesome. the reason why, you know, that's always the best and easiest to connect. Uh, so yeah, if they want to reach out to us and learn more about what we do, just teach, touch base. Thank you so much for your time, Noble. Have a great day. You too. Enjoy your day. Bye now, Christopher.